0: We're going to um, read Matthew 1, 18 through 25 while you guys are standing. So will you guys please pray this prayer with me? Our Father, allow your Holy Spirit to reveal to us this wise picture of Jesus' life. Teach us to listen, consider, and implement what we see into the way we live. Let us see your kingdom anew. And let our desires be to seek and follow your ways. Jesus, we want to be your disciples. Help us live our lives for you. Amen. Matthew one 18 through 18-25 Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she, found, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. You guys may be seated. Um, I am so grateful for Grace and Mercy Church. I'm grateful for you guys um, allowing us to just spend unhurried time. And we're going to do that in the life of Jesus over the next coming years. I love thinking about the life of Jesus. I love thinking about the life of Jesus. It's what uh, we as his followers, his disciples, get to center our lives on. And even when we look at other parts of Scripture, we're still trying to look at Jesus' life as well. And I feel there are never enough details about Jesus' life in the Scriptures. Do any of you guys ever feel that way? It's like, I want more. I want more of what it says. I've I've always thought this. I'd always love... uh, to know more and see more and i don't know how many times i've wished that in heaven there will be movies that we can watch of the life of jesus like the whole i mean look in eternity 33 years isn't that big a deal we can spend 33 years watching the life of jesus and unedited like including all the boring parts and what and i i suspect that we would even learn a lot from the boring parts of jesus we uh unfortunately we don't get to know as much as we want right we know in part, but we believe. But spending this unhurried time in the life of Jesus will be a benefit to us as we attempt to love Jesus with our whole heart. Amen? And attempt to follow him. And today we're going to spend just a bit of time looking at Mary and Joseph. Next week we're going to look at uh, Jesus real in particular in this passage. But there is so much that we can learn from Mary and Joseph. Excuse me. Their obedience and faith are remarkable examples given to us as a great gift. And here in Matthew, the focus of this part of the story pays more attention to Joseph than is on Mary. The Gospel of Luke gives more attention to Mary. And this is one reason why we need both Gospels. Amen? Because they, they give us a bigger and a fuller picture of what was going on. And Mary and Joseph, however, are our first examples of what it looks like to follow Jesus in life, in the life that we are given. Even later on in life, Mary is a disciple of Jesus, even though Mary is also his mother. And as we strive to desire what it looks like to follow picture, this picture of Jesus' earthly parentage is extremely helpful. It helps us give meaning to what it means to walk in faith and obedience for god's will in our life and this will result in something that has to do with the fate of the world but before we get into it i want to ask this question has god ever believed or asked you to believe something that you find difficult Believe in something that's that's difficult for you to believe in. And God said, I want you to believe in this. This could be something like his love for you. Sometimes we feel unloved, don't we? We feel unworthy. This could be his forgiveness for all your sins, even the ones that you're the only one that knows about them. The fact that by the blood of Jesus, you are made clean and holy, pure and spotless. Sometimes that's... Hard for us to believe. What about the fact that um, just as we sung, like um, he delights in you. Father of lights, he delights in his children, that he desires you just as you are. He desires you that much that that's why he sent Jesus. What about difficult things like, I will never abandon you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Well, what about the hard times I'm going through? Never leave you or forsake you. Do you, do you see it all, Lord? I will never leave you or forsake you. What about even God's words, like that He'll provide for us? And we get to believe that. Maybe it could be something that you believe to be impossible. And yet, God is still asking you to believe. Even if it's technically impossible, He's asking you to believe. So I ask you, has God ever said anything to you that you find difficult or even impossible to believe? Here in this passage, he shows us the courage of what it means to trust and obey. He shows what it looks like to believe even in the craziest of things. Here we see Jesus in the womb of Mary and we know from the text that Mary is a virgin. This is something that it hadn't, if it hadn't been for Scripture, I, I don't think it would be possible. If it hadn't been something that the story has been a part of my entire life, I don't think it would be possible. There is no way that a virgin can have a child. That is how it works. And, and we know how it works, and yet this is how God is working. The Holy Spirit's work in this world is unbelievably creative, and there is nothing that if God wills it, he can't do so i would say in this if you have prayers that you believe god has put in your heart and you've been praying them forever and ever and ever and you want to give up because you think it's just impossible you think it might not be in god's will but the fact that virgin is our or mary is a virgin and is found to be with child and mary and eventually joseph believed believed it And we're going to watch the outcome of this work of the Holy Spirit in the life and ministry of Jesus. May this give us the faith to keep believing, keep praying, keep asking, keep the faith to believe that God has put this on our hearts and we can just trust Him to do His work. The powers of the Holy Spirit is powerful enough and creative enough to move things around. Amen? He changes the way things are typically done much of the time. Sometimes he just works through common grace, and that's beautiful, but sometimes he changes the way things are done. Much of the work may be unseen or unexplainable, but the results of the Spirit's work will be seen. Maybe not in your lifetime, but in the totality of everything. The Holy Spirit can move, and the Holy Spirit does move. And like I was prayed at the beginning, that psalm, it can break the cedars. It can thunder in the heavens. It can, it can take hard hearts and soften them. And it can heal the deepest physical and emotional wounds. The Holy Spirit can remove blinders and can move mountains. Amen. This is the type of faith that God gave to Mary and Joseph. Through Mary and her conception, we have this amazing picture of God's work. Things that we once believed to be impossible through God's work can become possible. The fact that Mary was a virgin and was pregnant takes a mountain of faith to believe. And we believe it. For us, we know how pregnancy works. And this is not it. And yet, it was. Mary believed it was so. And so do we. Joseph, in the end, believed. After his visit from the messenger of the Lord told him as much, but sometimes this is what happens even for us. Amen. The Holy Spirit, sometimes the Holy Spirit asks us to believe something. We don't believe it. And then the Holy Spirit can send angels or people and let us know things that we did not know. And he's asking us to believe both Mary and Joseph walked out their faith in a very real way because they had to, they had a child on the way. This miracle was a reality that they get to live with for the rest of their lives. And Joseph believed it, and so it was, and we get to believe right along with Joseph. We see that what God does through the work of the Holy Spirit is amazing and life-giving. Joseph and Mary believed, and they got the benefits of Jesus as a son. But I, I think of this, they also got each other. They got to walk life with one another. They got got friends and they got a relationship of Mary and Joseph and Joseph to Mary. And I'd like to believe it was a benefit to both of them as they just walked out this crazy life that God had planned for them. Because they listened and believed the Holy Spirit, they are blessed in more ways than just one. They were obedient, even in the impossible and had faith that moved more than mountains, we get to be encouraged to have these same attributes as we walk our lives with Jesus. Jesus did come from Mary, but whose work was it? It was God's work. It was God's work. Obedience and faith are our first examples of what it means to follow Jesus. We've seen already in Matthew, we've seen from the lineage of Jesus, and now the birth of Jesus, that the work is God's work. We have our role to play, and we're not just bits players. We're desired by God. We're beloved characters in this story of God, but God is the one weaving in and through human history doing this work. This is our first example of the type of life that we get to lead with Jesus. Every now and again, we walk in the unknown or the unfamiliar. Not all the time, but every now and again. And it's not always comfortable, is it, Oftentimes, we want to quietly divorce ourselves from this or that situation that we may be walking through, but we get to walk. We get to follow Jesus. We get to believe. And we get to even believe in things that are impossible. Literally impossible. Technically impossible. Seemingly impossible. There are times when we just get to believe it. And the believing of our the believing of it is faith and it's counted to us as righteousness. We get to walk in faith and be obedient in what God has asked us to do, no matter how difficult the task, his grace will be sufficient for us. No matter if others believe us, his grace will be sufficient for us. We get to be a little bit crazy in this, in this way. We get to be a little bit out of out there and this pregnancy shown to us in virgin form is just the beginning of this crazy walk that we get to live with Jesus. We get to believe this, this unbelievable miracle. And then if this, then I would say, what, what's impossible for God? Nothing. All things are possible for him. Now, there are things that are difficult to believe, though. Amen? Like, we can say amen to that. Some can believe, and others need a little convincing. Other need, And Joseph, we see here, needed a little convincing. He was visited by an angel. I believe Joseph to be noble and a good man, even though it, sa- it says in Matthew, though, he was just a man. He was just a man. And even the fact that he was not seeking to shame Mary but was going to divorce her quietly. Shows a lot about his character and who he was. But even, and again, I believe Joseph to be noble, but he required a visit from an angel to believe in Mary's pregnancy. It wasn't just enough to believe Mary, and yet Joseph still believed. This, however, shows us that he was open. Joseph was open to spiritual direction. He didn't wake up from that dream and just go, well, I don't know if that was an angel or some sort of other food that I was had, had. He was open to hearing from and following the Holy Spirit's direction for his life. The picture we get of Joseph is one of a wise, attentive, and willing man with a heart willing to follow God over against his desires. We don't get a very big picture of Joseph in scriptures, right? He's another guy that I wish was more was written about. We don't know a lot about his life. There is not a lot mentioned, and he isn't seen in the picture as long as Mary is. But the picture we are given of him is one of who is uh, one of a person who is willing to follow. This willingness is a great trait of a follower of Jesus. Now, it's willingness with discernment. It's not just willingness to just go wherever the wind blows. It's willingness with discernment. But we get to be open to believe in possible things like Joseph did, even into uncharted territory. We get to follow in faith and obedience. Another thing about Joseph that we see here in this picture that demonstrates his obedience and the humility that it took to be be in this picture was... uh, The naming of Jesus. In Jewish tradition, the naming of your child is a really big deal. It's uh, traditionally done by the Father. And even in this, we see Joseph yielding to the Holy Spirit. Okay, you want to call him Emmanuel? I'll, I'll call him Emmanuel. I'll call him Emmanuel. This is what you'll do. How many of us have named our kids in part because... Of attributes that we saw in someone else that we really liked or because we liked the character or we liked things about them and we really want that for our kids. I know I did, all, all three of them, right? When folks named their children, it was prophetic in a way. It was a prophetic act. And if not prophetic, it was at least hopeful in a way. You would name the child something that reminded you of the attributes of the name given. A perfect example of this is Moses. Jim and I have been in a study of Exodus, so we, I kind of have been studying Exodus right alongside this. But Moses' parents knew that as Moses started crying and fussing that they were going to have to get rid of him. They were going to have to get rid of him. They were going to have to kill him. There was a national ban on giving birth to males while Moses' parents were slaves in Egypt when Moses was born. And I'm speculating, but only a little bit. It's not like that far out there. They knew that they were going to have, if there was going to be a boy, they were going to have to do something. And then when he was born, which they would have named him after they were born, they knew that they were going to have to do something with Moses. So they named him Moses. And they, I'm suspecting that they knew that they were going to float him down the river in a basket and let his fate rest in God's hands rather than have killed, have him killed by man's hands. And the name Moses means to draw out. Draw out. It's a prophetic naming. Moses was drawn out by Pharaoh's daughter. Moses also um, was drawn out of the slavery of Egypt and taken into the wilderness where God spoke to him. And then God sent him back and he was the one who helped draw out the slaves that were in Egypt, and take them through the wilderness and into God's promised land, although he didn't get to get to the promised land. This is just one example, but there are a lot of them in Scripture, and Jesus' name here is prophetic as well. Joseph, however, gave up this right. Joseph submitted his hopes and dreams to the will of God. He was obedient even in the fate of Jesus' name. Even in the hopes for what this child would be and who he was raised, Moses, or Joseph set this aside. And we know that Jesus is given the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Moses participated in this through faith. He woke up from sleep and did what the angel of the Lord commanded him to do. And he called his name Jesus. From this picture of Joseph, we see faith obedience and a willing to willingness to submit to god's work in his life this is what we get to be like as we desire to follow jesus god is working on our behalf amen yet we still get to participate don't we absolutely but what the father does through the holy spirit's work is amazing it's powerful it's creative and it doesn't it's not just like it created at one time it keeps creating it keeps making us new and it can be unimaginable at times and it takes faith and by God's grace he gives us faith for the asking of it so we ask in the Holy Spirit for more faith faith to believe the words that God speaks into our lives help to uh, believe and walk in faith that God is who he said he is and he's going to do what he said he was going to do. And he's cleaning us and he's making us new and his grace is real, his love is real. The fact that he will never abandon us is real. The fact that he will provide for us, all this is real and beautiful. I wrote this part as a prayer. Lord, help us believe in your steadfast love for each of us and every for each and every one of us each and every day. Lord, help us believe that you delight in us as your children. Help us believe in your grace. Help us believe it's what you've asked us to believe, no matter how impossible it may sound. Help us, Lord, be obedient to you, willing to do what you say, willing to listen to your voice, willing to submit our work in in our lives to you, and Lord, help us even if we feel a little bit crazy at times for you. Because what you do through the power and work of the Holy Spirit is amazing. It's your work, Lord, but we get to participate. So I pray, grace and mercy, that we may participate in faith, that we may participate in obedience, and that we be, be willing to go wherever the Holy Spirit is asking us to go, willing to do all that He is asking us to do.